is up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. We forgot to make an intro. God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Dude, we are the worst. We are the absolute oh, wow. worst. Just just wing it like I did last week. Maybe you can do it better. Okay. Uh, we are a couple of bros that love to critique movies. And so far. also enjoy nerdy shit. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I'm I'm gonna like we need to sit down and brainstorms. Yes, <laughs> it was like yeah. legit. Like we need to set a day aside and like next Tuesday, Deal. let's set some time aside and <laughs> talk about to me. a new intro. Oh shit! Anyway, um, this is the All Bros podcast. I'm Caleb, and I am Jonathan. And this week on the podcast, we will be talking about the Northman that just came out for 4K Spotlight. And then it's kind of been a dry news week. There was a couple things like we don't, we kind of discussed. Um, Maybe talking about Pinocchio a little bit because the trailer just came out for that, but it didn't really give us anything new, other than like a better look at some some other stuff. Yeah, well, good look at a lot of the characters, or de- not maybe not a good look, a decent look. Yeah, but uh, like just not anything that's like worth just getting into. Um. So, with that, we'll be getting straight into our breakdown of the Bob's Burgers movie. Is that what it's called? The yes. Bob's Burgers movie? Yep. Okay. I felt like the, the been... title on the bottom was longer for some reason. Oh, you're good. I'm honestly glad that they called it that, because I like that they followed in the Simpsons' footsteps, because I feel it would have been... I don't know, Bob's Burgers, the movie, just doesn't roll off the tongue like the Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's what we'll be discussing this week. And with that, let's say we get straight into it. Let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top-shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word. And on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate, and also give us some constructive criticism. To make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us and get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. Alright, first up, and I guess the only thing up this <laughs> week, um, we got the Northman coming out on 4K. So, Rose, would you like to walk us through that I would release? love to, even though I feel I know jack shit about this movie. I honestly forgot this movie was a thing. I don't know about you. It's 
it's kind of been one that's on, that was on my radar. Like it seemed really cool, like in the trailers and everything. I'm like, okay, I need to keep track of that movie. And it's just kind of one that I just haven't gotten around to doing. Like my priority when I go to the theater now is making sure that I've watched whatever movie we're going to be discussing. And Fair I don't enough. have time for much else. So like I kind of have to wait dude, for streaming with movies like, like this. Yeah, dude, same. Um, as a stellar cast, um, do you know everyone that's that? Yeah, um, I know... What is it? Alexander Skarsgård's in it. Yep. Uh, Ethan Hawke, right? Yep. Yeah, yes, so he, he's in it, and then just like a few other people like here and there, but yeah, those are the big two, and I'm like, I'm sold. I mean, I feel that, I think it's a big four, because you also got Nicole Kidman and Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's right. I forgot about them. Yeah, it's a it's a great cast. That's kind of one of the things that intrigued me about it. Um, so I'm 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 excited to watch it. Like I I haven't yet. Um, I I'm not even sure if it's on streaming yet. Like I I feel like I saw some uh, ads and shit about it being on some store service. Um, no, it doesn't look like it. So anyway, hmm. I'm excited to see it. I'm 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 really excited. Just a matter of getting around to it. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So yeah. So that's just coming out on just regular 4K and uh, regular Blu-ray. So if you guys want to pick up, pick that up. There's that. But also, sorry, I forgot to add or tell this. Um, the whole collection of um. Oh my god, how did I like totally forget the name of this franchise? Uh the Bourne series. I don't know if you wa- have have you ever seen any of the Bourne I watched a films? couple, but I kinda lost interest. I've only seen the one with Jeremy Renner. Shocker, right? <laughs> um That's fair, dude. That I think that's one of the ones that I saw too, and then I was just like, really? Yeah, whatever. Like I'm yeah. not into that like super secret agent like like Mission Impossible type shit. I'm not either. Like I tried to watch a couple of the Mission Impossibles. I just couldn't do it. It's not. It's not my forte for a film. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think I've. I haven't even seen the first one, but that's like the only Mission Impossible on my list, just because I know it's like a really heavily referenced movie. It's kind of like Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Speaking of Top. And did you see how much money that shit brought in over the week last weekend? Uh, a tough shit ton. Yeah, freaking! Did you see it beat Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End for the highest uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend opening for any film? Wow. Yeah, brought in. I think the final total was it was either one fifty five or one sixty million. Damn, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean they've also been promoting that movie like like hell that's true i mean and it paid off so yeah so i'm can't say i'm too surprised yeah but that's still really good yeah um yeah so back to born if you guys want to pick it the complete collection up on 4k comes out this week along with the steel book which i don't think is exclusive to anywhere i think i think you can get it off oh wait no i'm sorry it is a best buy exclusive so, if you guys want the exclusive that comes with all Borns, there you go. 
Oh, cool. But, yeah. And then you, you already gave everything about Northman? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, it's a bare-bones release for that one. Fair enough. Well, all right. Well, I think that concludes everything we had in in news this week. So let's get straight into this week's breakdown of the Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah, yeah. So, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get averaged out and spit into our algorithm and then give us a, a letter grade to look at to compare it to other movies. Um, so, yeah. Um, this movie... I've, this one's tough. I don't feel like you can really spoil this, but... That's I mean, maybe. fair. But anyway. I mean, honestly, what I... <laughs> What I appreciate about like most of like the TV shows that are um, put into movie format, most of the time, you don't have to see the show to like under. You don't have to see like every single episode to understand what's going on in the movie. And then even after the movie, you I think they like they set it up to where you don't really have to have seen the movie. I have seen that happen before. Yeah, they do a great job at that. Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple things, and we'll talk about it in like maybe writing or our story. Um, they did there's make one a character... couple references to the show, and I'm like, oh. yeah. Are you completely caught up? Uh, yes. God damn, because I'm like two seasons behind. Because <laughs> there's, I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I do want to know if a character that's in this one came in the like last two seasons. Or if he was just strictly in the show in the, the movie. I know who I think I know who you're talking about. And okay. you are right. He is only in the movie. Okay. Phew. Okay. Good. Anyway, <laughs> um if you have not seen the Bob's Burgers movie, do yourself a favor and go check it out. This is a, a great, great animated TV show to movie rendition um i feel like there we're we're gonna have some disagreements on where it ranks up <laughs> yeah we are um it's gonna be fun yeah. so don't spoil this movie for yourself go check it out um you have been properly warned and without further ado rose is about to spoil the entire thing for you <clears throat> all right here we go one week before summer vacation, the Belcher family is all preparing for things to change while singing the song Sunny Side Up Summer. Parents Bob and Linda ask their bank for an extension on their business loan only to be turned down by the manager and given a week to make the month's payment or the restaurant equipment is repossessed. Eldest daughter Tina is nervous about 
asking Jimmy Jr. to be her summertime boyfriend, while middle child Jean is interested in reforming the Itty Bitty Diddy Committee band. Youngest daughter Louise is made fun of for refusing to perform a dead man's drop on the school jungle gym in fear of losing her hat, which she believes makes her brave. Bob and Linda return to their home as an underground water main bursts, creating a giant sinkhole directly in front of the entrance to Bob's Burgers. Calvin Fishoder, the family's landlord, denies that the burst pipe was the fault of his negligence, then suggests that he may allow them to delay the month's rent so they can make the loan payment. Louise has Tina and Jean film her climbing into the sinkhole later that night to prove she is brave, only to fall to the bottom and stumble onto a skeleton. A police investigation establishes the skeleton to be of Cotton Candy Dan, a carny at Wonder Wharf who disappeared six years earlier, with his death with his death confirmed to be by a gunshot to the chest as Calvin is arrested for Dan's murder due to him owning the gun that killed him. But Louise, keeping one of Dan's teeth on her person, believes his innocence and enlists her siblings to help her find the killer. The Belcher children skip school to locate their friend Mickey, a former bank robber turned carny, at a trailer down at a trailer town filled with carnies who think Calvin is guilty. And this scene leads into them singing the song Lucky Ducks. The children leave and are approached by a carny who reluctantly reveals that Dan had met with Calvin and his brother Felix on the night of the disappearance. The children reason that Felix framed Calvin, learning from Sergeant Bosco that a novelty cufflink was found with Dan's remains. Meanwhile, business at Bob's Burgers falters from the sinkhole not being filled, with Teddy constructing a grill cart so Bob can sell food on the street. When the health inspector drives by, Teddy and Linda convince Bob to continue selling burgers in Wonder Wharf. After Teddy accidentally destroys a memorial for Dan, Bob and Linda end up fleeing from Carney's while Teddy escapes with the cart. The children sneak into Felix's treehouse to find the other cufflink, overhearing him reconciling, reconciling with his ex-girlfriend Fanny while planning to flee the country with her. They follow him to Wonder Wharf and find a secret clubhouse under the Mole Hill roller coaster. Calvin arrives, having posted bail, and the planning and the plan. Wait, sorry. Is convinced. Planet. Wait. Calvin arrives, having posted bail, and the brother's cousin and lawyer, Grover, sorry about that, brother's cousin and lawyer, Grover, enters soon afterward as the children try to inform Calvin of Felix's treachery. Calvin and Felix are preparing to flee together to Cuba as the former is convinced he will be convicted at trial having repurposed a disused submarine-themed amusement park ride as their escape vessel despite the multiple flaws. Louise notices a framed photo that shows Grover wearing the novelty cufflinks and realizes that he is the killer, confirming it when she finds a bite scar on Grover's arm that matches the oddly shaped tooth Louise stole. Grover realizes, that, Grover realizes this as he holds the entire group at bay with a spear gun. Bob and Linda notice the kids' bikes outside the mole hill and enter the clubhouse, only to be held hostage by the others. I think that should say with the others, but whatever. Grover then admits to killing Dan as part of his convoluted plan to frame Calvin for murder so Grover could inherit the family fortune and tear down Wonder Wharf to build a mega park. Okay, that was the song that. Because, um. The sound. So when the soundtrack was released, it only released three songs. Um, and then, of course, the original soundtrack. Um, but I'm just like, wait, wasn't there four songs? And. I forgot, I just read like a little while ago that they took out that song just because it uh, spoils a huge plot in the movie. And yeah, they're right. Yep. So that leads 
into the song Not That Evil. Uh, his plan was foiled when Dan's body was buried beneath Bob's burgers, only for the sinkhole to put it back on track. The Belchers escape with Grover going after them in a go-kart chase under the wharf while Calvin, Calvin and Felix are left to drown in their defective sub. The Belchers manage to reach their restaurant, but Grover pushes their vehicle into the sinkhole and buries them alive before returning to the wharf to light a fuse intended to burn down Wonder Wharf in an alleged freak accident. Louise blames her dependency on her hat for the family's current situation. Bob and Linda reveal that she misremembered those events. Louise reminded, Louise reminded Bob of his deceased mother and her trademark pink hat, so Linda made one for her. As Linda is about to give up, Bob starts the go-kart go engine, causing the exposed edge of one wheel rim to saw through the repaired water main. The resulting high-pressure jet of water launches the Belchers to the surface, where Teddy is waiting for them. He calls the police as they rush to Wonder Wharf, where Louise calls out the f pulls out the fuse before it can start the fire. The police rescue Calvin and Felix from the ocean, then arrest Grover as he tries to establish an alibi for himself at a gym. One week later, Calvin makes the month's loan payment as a sign of gratitude. Tina manages to not only admit her feelings to Jimmy Jr., but also kiss him, which he reciprocates. Jean's band performs to a small audience, and Louise performs the Dead Man's drop at school and drops her hat, no longer afraid to do so. Though her expose has not shown to the audience, the sinkhole is patched up, and the Bob and Bob's Burgers holds its grand re 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 opening. <laughs> oh man! Did you stay for the end credits? Yes, I did. Okay, hell yeah, good. For if you guys want to know, should we say what the end credits are? Yeah, why not? We, yeah. The end credit. It's 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 just like a funny scene. If you like, really love Tina, it's her in her fantasy riding on a horse with Jimmy Junior, and then her uh, three hot zombies. <laughs> it's, it's it's great. It's so great, dude. Freaking Tina, I love her. <laughs> she is so great. Like, oh my god. Uh, like, man, she's in fact waited with butts like holy shit dude like have you <laughs> you're not caught I mean, yeah, up I've seen like the... her butt obsession is even worse oh shit okay like it it's hilarious though like i i freaking oh, yeah, love it, it. it's just one of the mo more like random things for a teenage girl to be into <laughs> it's true it's very true oh but i i freaking love it dude i i Oh, this movie was so good. Like, I think you explained this perfectly. It is just a really long Bob's Burger episode. Yeah. And honestly, I I, I feel that's kind of what you want when you translate a TV show to a movie. You just want a you you want a story that's written that couldn't be a 30-minute episode that needed to be an hour and a half movie. Yeah. Like the only so the, out of all of like the other animated movies that I've seen, si like B Bob's Burgers raises the stakes enough where there's like a lot of concern, and you're just like, oh no, how are they going to do this? Oh no, how are they going to do that? Like just that kind of situation. And I think like you said, like I know you prefer uh, the Simpsons movie to this I one. I do. 
But what I felt the Simpsons did is they just went way overboard. <laughs> like I, I think have to with disagree. their stakes, I think with their stakes, like the the threat of dis- of the destruction of Springfield, like come on, like that, it, like that was just like too high of stakes for me. And I think the Belchers just kind of being a little bit more grounded and having like this risk of losing their restaurant because the bank was going to come and take their equipment. It, I don't I just I liked s- it. I, I like grounded no, I see stories where you're more. coming from. Cause like, like, Oh, sorry. No, no. What the, like the point I'm, I'm trying to get at, like bringing this up is outside of a movie. I don't feel the Simpsons would ever do something that grand scale. I don't know. I, I can still justify them doing it because, like, I get where you're coming from. And, like, honestly, now thinking about it, they both fit into their plot movies perfectly because with The Simpsons, not only are you focusing on The Simpsons, but I feel that they focus on the whole town of Springfield a lot. Like, the entire town of Springfield is mentioned a lot throughout the whole show. So them making the movie about not only you know, what the Simpsons family is going on with, you know, like their family problems with, you know, Homer being like a huge screw up and, you know, them basically not wanting to have anything to do with him. Um, And then now Springfield being threatened because of him, which I feel is a great plot that would make sense that Homer, that Homer is the reason why Springfield is going to get destroyed. That honestly makes absolute sense. Um, So I feel for the Simpsons movie that works, but I do agree with the Bob's Burgers movie, it makes sense that the only thing that's in jeopardy is their restaurant. Because I feel that, I mean, hell, I don't, what is the name of the town that they live in? Has it ever been mentioned? I do not know. Because I was going to say Koyhawk, Koyhawk, but that's Family Guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly don't think it's ever been mentioned. So I feel that even though Bob's Burgers is just completely about them losing the restaurant, whereas the Simpsons movie was about them losing Springfield, it balances out for what each show has Wow. It balances out what each show has shown of like what's most important. Like the whole town is like, throughout the show, you can tell that the Simpsons really care about their town. They really care about Springfield. Whereas with the Bob, with Bob's Burgers, the main focus is the restaurant. That's what matters the most. And so I honestly want to retract. I kind of want to retract what I said earlier of how the Simpsons movie raised the stakes more because honestly, the Bob's Burgers movie raised the stakes of how they wanted it to or how they wanted to with the restaurant, restaurant potentially being repossessed. I mean, it was just the equipment, but let's face it. If, they would have gotten taken that taken away. They would have lost the restaurant to fish odor. Just yeah, it would have been a yeah. convoluted mess. I okay. Oh, I can agree with you on that. If okay. we are considering the, because I have been watching The Simpsons a lot more recently. Like it's kind of more like nice. what I turn on when I need to go to bed, <laughs> and so I usually fall asleep. To the I Simpsons. love it. I love um, it. That's great. 
like I usually turn it on maybe like twenty minutes before I I am like supposed to be asleep because like I'll because I'll sit there watch like a little bit and then freaking pass out. Um, okay. Not saying like Simpsons is boring or anything. It's just like noise for me to have like going on in the background, oh, that's which I oh, which I, I like. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll fall asleep through freaking anything if I'm laying down properly, and that's usually the case. Um, God, even a horror movie? Okay, maybe not a horror movie, but I horror movies don't really affect me. Where I'm like, I have a hard time sleeping afterward. I'm usually like, oh, that was kind of scary. I'll watch a couple funny, like TikToks before bed and then pass out. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm that's fair. Like Braille, I mean, I'm sure like, struggles. <laughs> I'm sure I could fall asleep peacefully after watching Michael Myers stab someone to death. Yeah. Um, Shows you how effed up I am. Yeah. But I mean, is anyone really shocked? True. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah, so if if we're talking in in the scale, because Bob's Burgers takes place mostly at the restaurant, or the kids' school, or the wharf, right? Yep. Yeah, I can't think of anywhere else. Yeah, let me like they'll like go maybe like some like friends' apartments. Yeah, yeah like yeah, maybe yeah. some friends' apartments. But yeah, other than that, they stick to those three locations. Yeah, it's usually down the street a little ways or just just one of those situations. And I t- like I get that. So within the like the Simpsons and the and Bob's Burgers, they both have they the thread is their setting and their most important setting is the restaurant where with Springfield, Springfield takes place freaking or in Simpsons, it's everywhere in Springfield, so yeah. it it makes sense because like I feel like Springfield is its own character, and like so the, so Springfield gets like threatened. So it, yeah, it makes sense. So like if you're talking like there, I think there it's equal stakes. I yeah, feel. and honestly, like now thinking about it, like I absolutely agree. I don't know why I was saying, oh yeah, the Simpsons movie raised the stakes a lot more higher. No, the Bob's Burgers movie raises the stakes the same way. It's just in different ways. Right. So, I mean, for me, it made, it, it made perfect sense. I was actually, like, afraid with some of the trailer that they were going to go, like, super crazy with some it of the did stuff. Seem, I don't know about you, but, like, the trailers I felt, like, gave barely any of the plot away. It was just, like just a bunch of scenes mushed together. And I honestly loved that because I loved not knowing whatsoever what the plot was. Of this movie. I yeah, loved that. Exactly. Same here. Like all we knew was that the restaurant was being threatened. Yeah, that was it. And like, that works for me. That absolutely Dude, works for me. Like, like I said, my big concern with this is that they were going to go to grand scale with like, all this crazy stuff that was going to happen. But the way that they justified that, like with Tina riding a horse, like I kind of figured that was like a, a kind of a fantasy thing. But then like Louise started talking to, uh, oh shit, what's his name? 
Kuchik Kobe, Kobe Kucha, uh, Kuchi Kopi, Kuchi Kopi. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, I don't know how I feel about this, but just knowing that that was just kind of the fantasy world of the kids. Yeah. Like, if it felt really good. <laughs> Freaking melted Kuchi Kopi really told it as it was like, God damn. Dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> it was, but like, <laughs> goddamn. Dude, freaking Louise being like, um, and some of you disfigured <laughs> characters here. Like you're even you're like you're even you're lucky to be in this mix. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, which we'll get into with the writing, because that oh so good. But they kept themselves grounded. They didn't go like too out of the realm of possibility for the Belchers. Like out of everything that that happened, um, with what was his name, Grover? Yes, yeah, with Grover, um, basically burying them alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like, the way God that they got damn. out. Yeah, dude, that was so scary. It was, but it honestly led to a great family moment. Oh, between my gosh, all. dude. So good. That hit me in the feels so I, hard. I almost started tearing up. I know, me too. <laughs> Just like, oh, and then like it like panned out and now you're, oh yeah, they're still buried alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, Balls, what was I? just gonna say yeah so like yeah grover uh, i i completely forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> um shit <laughs> i can't think it i'm drawing a total blank but anyway i love the story I loved how well it flowed. There wasn't a single moment where I got bored. No, same here. Like they did such a good job with this. Like I, I'm really freaking impressed with this because, I mean, Bob's Burgers isn't my. I wouldn't say it's my favorite adult animated show, but it's. It's like top three. That yeah, that's the same for me. I think I would pro I would still put The Simpsons at number one. Um, then probably the B Bob's Burgers, and then God, I don't even know what I would put at three. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, my number one is Rick and Morty because I I freaking love that show. Um. And then it's it switches back and forth between Family Guy and Bob's Burgers. Fair enough. So it, you know it's I would really put close. Family Guy number three. Yeah. It, oh, actually, I lied. Um. Actually, would I? <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll keep I'll keep Family Guy. Like, if I had to rank them, it'd be Rick and Morty number one, then Bob's Burgers, then Family Guy. Okay. And then the one that I was struggling with was, like, the South Park, because <laughs> I love South Park. And I feel like oh. 
Family Guy and South Park can swap places a lot. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Like though like so those three, so like my two, three, and four <laughs> Yeah. Can do a lot of swapping. Just depending do I on wanna like, know the where the Simpsons in. is. The Simpsons would be pr- like maybe five. Oh, okay. Um but I mean, I just don't watch a lot of adult animated shows. Me neither do I. I mean, honestly, a lot of people um, hate me when I say I actually really enjoyed the Cleveland show. I've never seen that. I recommend it. This <laughs> is me. Yeah. I... <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I've never seen Cleveland show. Um, I've seen a little bit of American Dad. I am um, not I don't, a fan I, of American Dad. I don't hate it. Mm. I think it, it can be funny in short little bursts, but... I kind of find it boring. It can be. <laughs> um, and then... I'm trying to think of other adult animated content. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I watch. It's like, in, in regards to animated adult shows it's it's Rick and Morty is like my go-to then like a flip-flop between Bob's Burgers Family Guy and South Park uh Simpsons is down there Simpsons doesn't really swap with any of those the other three it's strict on five it's strict on five (laughs) okay (laughs) and yeah then everything else is just kind of like eh Fair enough. Like if I have nothing else to watch, I'll I'll watch an episode of of uh American Dad. But yeah. Anyway. Totally getting off topic. <laughs> um gosh, like this, this show, dude. Like the, the, just the the show and this movie just did an amazing job of getting you to feel the emotions they wanted you to feel. Like with this, they like pushed real hard for you to feel like all the like love and butterflies in your stomach, and they freaking nailed it. They really did. Like, oh, such a good job. So. Oh, where am I with story? I want to hear yours first. Um. Hmm. Yeah, just because it was just so freaking good. I'm going to go a 92. That's a tough one for me to argue. I might go a little bit higher, though, just because I like this more than you. <laughs> Wow, throwing shade. So I'm going to go up to a 93. Okay, just know if we ever break down the Simpsons movie. <laughs> I, I'm I'm making sure that my scores are higher. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure they will be. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hey, I did. Okay, I didn't. I hate feel this that like movie. has to be an episode now. Yeah, almost, or at least a mini breakdown just to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hate it. I did not hate the Simpsons movie, but, 
but it's not my like, oh, I need to go watch this a billion times. This movie, I would go back and rewatch it a few times. Okay. Yeah, wow, we're really different on this. Like, don't run around. Like I said, it's neck and, like, it's like, Simpsons movie barely beeps, be- beeps, beats the Bob's Burger movie, but for me, but wow, okay. Very interested to see what you would score the Simpsons movie. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's funny because, like, when it comes to, like, all these categories other than personal score, we're usually in the same ball field. That is true. And if we're not, we usually have a really good explanation of why we aren't. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm just saying, I swear if you give, like, the Simpsons movie story, like, in the 70s, I'm on the next flight to Georgia and I'm kicking your ass. No, I... That's just it. I... I wouldn't... I wouldn't even put my personal score down that low. Oh, thank God. Like, just... Gosh, you're gonna get me on the Simpsons movie, man. I'm sorry, um, but let, let's save that no, for another. <laughs> yeah, movie. if just spoiler alert, if I had to give a personal score to the Simpsons movie, it would be about seventy nine. Ugh, <laughs> that cuts me a little deep. That's that's my personal score, and my person, and I I'm pretty sure that would be the lowest category for me. Okay. Well, now that's the lowest. Everything else would be above it. Everything, like all the other categories, would be above it. Like I know objectively that it's a good movie. Okay. It's just personally not my favorite. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, um, so that averages our story out to a ninety-two point five. Not bad. All right. Moving on over to writing. This is just classic Bob's Burgers humor. It is like I never (laughs) thought that a plot of a freaking Gene making his own instrument out of a freaking napkin holder would be so entertaining. But good lord it is. Dude, they we'll get into this with character development, but they gave a really good arc to everyone in the, the Belcher family. Yeah, they did. Like, I think the only one that they kind of skimped on was Linda, but... I feel Linda was grouped in with Bob's. Yeah. I feel that was kind of their story. Yeah, and like like I said, we'll get into that later, but just talking like purely about the script and dialogue, everything felt really freaking solid, right on par with the show. Nothing. It didn't feel like they were going like over funny. They they didn't cuss any more than they do in the show. No, honestly, I was expecting to hear one f bomb. That's what I was they, expecting too. They could get away with it. Kind of wish they would have. Dude, what's this movie rated? PG thirteen. For what? It's a great question. Like. I know that, um... Don't they say sh- Wait, do they even say shit in this movie? Uh... I'm gonna... I, I have no idea. I'm gonna look at... See if the parent's guide has has anything. Like, I don't remember any... Cur- like, barely any curse words in this movie. Okay. 
Yeah, everything on the parents' guide is mild. Wow. So yeah, I was like, the screening that I went to, there was actually quite a bit of like young children. I'm just like, you, you're really bringing them to a Bob's Burgers movie? But then like watching, I'm just like, yeah, I kind of forget like Bob's Burgers isn't like it. It's still adult, but it's not adult adult. So if like you feel that your kids can handle it. I feel there's no problem with them watching Bob's Burgers. Yeah, so um, in the sex and nudity column, they have um, a joke about a woman wearing a bikini-clad burger costume being mistaken for a prostitute. Jokes about holes and babies coming out of them. A teen girl having dreams of a boy in underwear while kissing. Yep. Uh, crude sexual humor revolving around a name for a character's penis <laughs> and characters oh. briefly seen twerking in the background of dance sequences. Damn it, I can't remember what that joke was. Yeah, when Jean's just like, that's what they, that's what she called my penis or some shit like that. Isn't that what the joke is? Do you, I thought that was, oh no, it was when, um, What's his face and Jimmy Jr. were wrestling and he's just like, ah, you're grabbing my penis area. <laughs> oh, um, Zeke. Yeah. Like, so, okay. That's the only thing that I recalled. Okay. Um, let's see. Violence and gore. Okay. Now that, okay. When Louise fell into the freaking sinkhole and the skeleton, that was freaking nuts. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll, I'll give him that one. I'll give him that one. That, for, yeah. Like, okay, uh, that wasn't necessarily kid appropriate. The opening with the opening with the silhouettes that was honestly not like frightening, but that was a very interesting way to showcase lead into the storyline for the movie. The silhouettes weren't they? Wasn't it silhouettes? Or might I lose my damn mind? Of uh, Carnival Dan and uh, the, uh, oh my god, what's the cousin's name? Grover? Grover. That wasn't at the beginning though, was it? Yeah, I thought so. Isn't that how they opened it? No. They like showed the murder and then they, and then they lead into the whole, um, uh, Bob's Burgers. Uh, if they did, I freaking missed that. I think that's how they opened it, cause yeah, they like they show the murder. I don't, th- I I don't think it's silhouette. Don't don't. Sorry, it, I'm sorry. It is actually like be, it actually does show the footage. But I swear it shows that first, and then it shows oh, si- uh, however long later, and then hmm. takes place in present day, or present day for Bosburgers. Oh yeah. Okay, I don't know why I'm completely blanking on that scene. Oh, you're good. I mean, it's very fast. It's pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, I freaking watched that this morning. Or today. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I just barely saw Monday and already I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. So let's... Um, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, oh, here's the profanity. Uh, mild uses of ass... Crap, penis, damn, and butt. Okay. Wow. 
Man, they were really pushing that PG-13 rating, weren't they? Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> I mean, I have yeah, I have no idea why the hell this would have been rated PG-13. Dude, the freaking and or it it looks like hold on. Yeah, in Oh, these are Yeah, so in the US it got PG-13. Basically everywhere else it got a PG. <laughs> What the like, shit? Yeah, the UK, New Zealand, Ireland, Canada. <laughs> uh, they all got PG rating. Australia did too. Everywhere wow. got a PG rating except for the US. Okay. And I don't... Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It it is because it... okay yeah yeah the only I reason I could think of, like it getting bumped up to a PG thirteen is because of like some of the scary shit that we saw with like let's just talk about this Louise pulling the skeleton out of the the ground or it oh, falling on her and then the teeth falling in her mouth oh. they drew that too well. <laughs> yeah dude and just a little, the way that she was screaming and like I'm like oh my gosh this is like horrifying and then like the teeth started falling out and I'm like no <laughs> like I was losing my mind <laughs> shit anyway I thought that was uh that was really funny. Um, yeah, everyone's humor was on point. Like, I don't feel like there was anyone that felt, like, different from their character in the show. No, not one bit. Like, it just so well done. Like, so well done. Like I said, it was funny. It had that classic Bob's Burger humor. Like, my favorite, I don't know why, but it's, like, my favorite joke or thing that's played for laughs from Bob's Burgers is when Gene or any of the kids are basically going off and talking about something, and then Bob's just like, Gene. <laughs> and then he's just, like, just, it, it's just the way Bob says that, or he's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, I love that stuff, dude. Freaking love it. And it came out in spades with this one. <laughs> Doesn't he say when, when, um, I know he says it when Lynn brings up the whole diarrhea thing when they're singing, uh, the beginning song. But does he just say Lynn when she comes out with the, the bird costume with the bikini on it? Yep. <laughs> okay, he does. Okay. Freaking Gene at the end, he's just like, "You better not have stretch or you better not have stretched out my burger suit. Leave the bikini on there, though." Like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> Gene. loved it, dude. Like, I I love Gene's little comments, just like, oh, like when they they were on that freaking like um, zipline thing, 
and he's like basically bring like stretched out doing the splits and he's like oh this is gonna make childbirth easier in my later years <laughs> like, like kid you're freaking hilarious uh, he's so great i freaking love gene i love he, all yeah. of the those the belchers they're such a great family but I'm I'm actually think I'm on the same level as you um when it came to the story for writing. I think I'm at a ninety two. It was just it was really well done. I don't think it was as good as the story though, but barely not as good as the story. Like super barely. You know, I would to me it was just as good, so I'm gonna match it. I'm gonna do a ninety two. All right, well, that averages out to a 92. Uh, moving on over to acting, we have H. John Benjamin, who voices Bob Belcher. We have John Roberts, who voices Linda Belcher. Dan Mintz, who voices Tina Belcher. Eugene Merman, who... or Merman who voices Gene Belcher, uh, Christian Shaw, who voices Louise Belcher. Um, I guess I'll throw in some of like the extras. So th- that's the main cast. So I'd say those are the ones that I, I'll be talking about more than everyone I else. I feel the only, only other... Well, no, because I feel he had just... His, he had about the same screen time as the... Um, uh, fish odors. I was gonna say Teddy, but I feel like him and the fish odors had about the same screen time. That's what I was thinking too. No. Um, but getting into like the additional cast, um, we have Grover Fishoder, who is played by or voiced by David Wayne, Felix Fishoder, who is voiced by Zach Galifianakis, uh, Calvin Fishoder, who is voiced by Kevin Klein. Teddy, who is voiced by Larry Murphy, and then Sergeant Bosco, who is voiced by Gary Cole. I, up until the credits rolled, I never knew that Zach Galifianakis voiced Felix Fishoder. Dude, really? I never knew that. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, are you shitting me? He's the, <laughs> I mean, like, now that I hear I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that's Zach Galifianakis. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, dude, and he's he's voiced him since he was introduced on the show. Oh, that's awesome. That makes me happy. Because I freaking love Felix. He's a yeah. little shit, but I love the character. He is totally a little shit, but... Oh, I freaking love it. Um, But everyone else, like... Everyone came to play whoever they played in the show. Like, there's not a single person that didn't. Nope. Which is freaking awesome. Um, did you see Paul Rudd was in here? In the no, who did he play? He voiced the character uh, Jericho. Which let Jericho. me. Oh, it, it's <laughs> it's Tina's imaginary horse. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Yeah, so he, so Paul Rudd came back to to voice uh, Jericho. 
That's awesome. That makes me happy. Dude, that's so funny. Like, I looked it up, and it, it shared, like, the episode where he was voiced. So that's just, uh, the... oh, so good. This movie's so good. It really is. Yeah, so anyway, um, everyone did an amazing job. Like, it's hard for me to dock for anything. Cause, Seriously, though. Because it's just as good as the show. It, yeah, exactly. Like, these these people are professionals. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only, like, professional voice actors, but they're, they've been playing these characters for years. Yeah. And honestly, I'm always amazed with voice actors and how they're able to get their emotions across with just their voice. I feel some people, uh, I hate people that bag on acting, being like, oh, no, it's not real acting. Literally, you're just saying words in front of a mic. No, if an, if anything, it can be a lot harder just conveying emotion in your voice. Mm-hmm. You're not able to do all the all the motions that you can when you're in front of the camera, which will help you get, which will help um, push a uh, like sad scene even further. All that you can count on is your voice. Yeah, exactly. Um, a good thing that like or a good um, example of that is. The voice for Darth Maul, I think his name is Sam Whitmer, or, or something like that, voiced him in voiced Darth Maul in the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that fun stuff. He, they were at like they were at this Star Wars celebration thing, and he was doing a, an interview and was discussing Darth Maul. And he was asked by the crowd to basically say the thing, say the thing, which his thing is just screaming Kenobi. Oh, okay. And it's insane, like, what goes in, or to, to like, to see his process, because he couldn't, he's like, oh, like, you see some voice actors, and they're just able to, like, flip that switch and, and, and go, um... Especially, like, somewhere it's more just, like, just their voice. Or just, like, their basic voice. But, like, with him, he's like, okay, like, I'll do it. But he had to, like, stand. He stood up, was just kind of getting himself hyped up and just, like, doing, like, some breathing exercises to just kind of get into the into the zone. And then did, like, a little dialogue before just so he could get ready to do that that final yell and i mean obviously i i don't assume that their processes are like that intense but you you have to imagine like they have to have some sort of process to get into the the vibe for these characters that is a good point and with how long that they've been playing these characters like you they're, they have to be masters. They're masters of their craft, and it shows in a movie like this. It really could, because I know, I forget where it took place, but literally they were all together in one room, at, uh, I think in an interview or like a Comic-Con, and um, they um, they uh, were given, like I think, just like a, a basic like plot of an episode, and literally they just made it up, the whole episode up, and just went around talking to each other. It was freaking awesome. 
Oh, I, I need to watch it was, that. It was, the, it was uh, I think, it, yeah, it was all the ones that played the Belchers along with Teddy there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was so cool. I'll have to find the video and I'll send you it. Yeah, so it's it's so hard to dock for anything because everything felt so good. Yeah. And I actually feel like, so um, H. John Benjamin, who voices Bob, I feel he amped up his performance a little bit because I've never he heard. Did. I've never heard Bob like yell with like enthusiasm behind his voice. Like I've heard him like like scream, but I've never heard him yeah. like, have like an anxious yell. N- yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And we we heard that in this movie, and it was so good. Like that's like one of the the scenes where I was like whoa <laughs> just watching that it's just incredible like it's it's so freaking good <sighs> shit i think i feel like i'm in the high 90s i'm at 95 dude i'm gonna go a little bit higher i'm gonna go up to I'm going to go to 97. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I I just so good. So I feel, I feel Caleb's good. Caleb's goal in this episode is just to beat me with every single score. I'm kidding. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm just giving you shit. All right, well, that averages our acting out to a 96. Do we want to do top 3 at all? Oh, or... yeah, yeah, we can do top 3. Okay. okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, sure. I'll go first. It's a hard one, isn't it? It It's really difficult. All right. I think I know what I'm going to do. Okay. My number three, I'm going to give to John Roberts, who voiced Linda Belcher. Okay. I freaking love Linda. (laughs) She is amazing. She is incredible. Um... She just, just kind of like the heart of this movie, and it, yeah, I agree. It felt so good. Like my favorite discussion between Linda and Bob were when they were buried. Like that was where the magic happened when they were buried. It was. Oh my god. <sighs> like when she like when you hear Linda start to give up, and then Bob's like, "Whoa." That's my thing. <laughs> but you can't give like, up. I yeah. give up. Yeah, just and then like just talking it through and he's just like, "No, I'm the one that gives up. You're the one that like encourages me to like push forward, find new things." And then he's like, "And as I'm saying that, I realize how horrible that must be." And it was just oh, so sweet. <laughs> it, was. it was so good. It, oh, so good. So good. So, yeah, definitely giving my number three to, to Linda. My number two, I'm going to give to Christian Shaw, who voiced Louise. Honestly, like, these two are like a coin flip for me. Um, And then my number one's going to John Benjamin, who voiced Bob. 
So my top three is the exact same, just in a different order. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So number three, same as you, uh, with um, oh my, oh my god, who plays Linda? Linda? What's yeah? What's uh, oh John Roberts? Yeah, e- absolutely with everything you said. Um, he just took her character her character to the next level. Uh, honestly, I feel everyone did with their characters in this movie, but her uh, him particular. He he really really dived into Linda's emotional side with this movie. Number two, I would give to H. John Benjamin for Bob. Uh, I absolutely agree with you. Um, what he was able to do with Bob and how he actually like pushed him even on a higher level uh was great but number one i gotta give to christian shawl for louise just because of um because i feel that a lot her story and what she goes through was trying to prove that you know she she can be brave and all this stuff and um christian shawl's voice acting just really comes out in these emotional moments and she's just so great in this role and yeah that's why she gets number one Love it. Yeah, that was that was my original order. That's what I thought until I like came down to it. So I switched them last second. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, friggin' love them though. Alright, moving on over to character development. And with this, you can't do just one character. You have to do all all the belters. It's it's true. Yeah. Because literally every single one of them has their own plot. Yeah, like everyone, like you said, everyone has something in this movie that they're dealing with. Um, some of them are addressed better than others. Yes. Um, I will say that, but everyone does have an arc. And everyone has something that they overcome in some way, shape, or form. I feel that Gene and T- at least to me, I feel Gene and Tina's are kind of the two that are not as important. Yeah, as, overlooked. Yeah, compared to Bob and Linda's and uh, Luis's story, but not to say that they're not great story arcs. They're they they make absolute sense for both characters. Um, maybe it's just I haven't seen the episode in a while. But uh, when I was reading the plot, didn't they mention that the itty bitty ditty committee that was already the band that gene had established uh yes so that so that wasn't a brand new thing in the movie that was that because for some reason i don't believe it is okay i think that is remember i think that is something from the show okay because for some reason my brain went blank and i just couldn't remember what episode the his band was introduced on yeah wait a minute wait wasn't that when he was dating um Courtney, I swear that was or at least she had something to do with his band. Uh, season five, episode seventeen. Does it say the plot at all? Um, let me look it up real quick. Um, so Gene starts a band, only to be kicked out and left on his own after declaring that he will never play his Casio again. Uh, Tina and Louise join forces to help Gene rediscover his love of music. It's kind of ringing a bell. And then Linda deals with an armpit rash that has everyone disgusted. <laughs> Which uh, episode did you say in season five? 
17. Okay. I'm going to go back and watch that one. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, we see Gene kind of deal with with that and kind of just uh, his music not being on, like, the up and up or thinking that his music's going to be bad or, or whatever. People aren't going to approve of his music. Um, which kind of leads poor, to what is it? Sorry, go no. Like what we were s- saying with that, like you, it's kind of addressed, like his music thing throughout the movie. It's not really like super deep dive until the very end when Bob's kind of giving him a pep talk right before his performance, which is kind of a really sweet moment. I don't feel like we get a whole lot of scenes between Gene and and Bob. We don't, and honestly, like, thinking about that, like, my, f- one of my favorite episodes, and it's because we get a, such a great Gene and Bob moment, is when they go to, like, the Megalodome thing, and it's, like, that light show, but Gene, like, is having a problem with, like, the noise and just it being too loud, and then Gene finally works up the courage to, like, go back and, like, experience it with his dad, and even when, like, uh, Bob's, like, trying to explain it into the car, in his car, um... Just the the moments that they have together in that episode is so great. I don't know if you remember that episode at all. Uh, vaguely. Okay. But yeah, like like I said, those those moments kind of stand out when, since they don't address them too often, which is nice. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that arc was actually perfectly wrapped up. Like. I don't think it needed too much because it's just like kind of the, the the issues that any artist has with um with what they release. It's just oh, is this good enough or having doubts or whatever and but it was just it was quickly addressed by someone that he looked up to and like like I said had a nice little bow wrapped on it yeah. by the end. Um then Tina, hers was the other one that was kind of uh, sidelined a little bit. Um, she was struggling with asking Jimmy Jr. to be her summer boyfriend. Which I found hilarious. Um... <laughs> And, like, super relatable in in other ways. Like, I love that she was, like, in her fantasy. She Like, her fantasy, Jimmy Jr., was addressing all of her problems. <laughs> that was so great. And then she's getting mad at him for it. <laughs> it's like, why are you saying this? You are the one that's making me say this. <laughs> uh, but it, it's... I love those introspective moments from a character where like what her whole struggle, it wasn't that she was afraid of him rejecting her. It was her being afraid of him not living up to the fantasy version that she's created in her mind. And I don't, I don't know, but I I just love that. 
it it really was like a very good plot, and honestly, I I find her and Jimmy Junior's relationship throughout the whole show just freaking hilarious because it, I don't know. It feels like even after they have a moment, the I mean, and this is just how anime shows go sometimes. That even after they have a moment, right out once the next episode comes in, it's just back to square one. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it it's. I think what was nice about it. Um, or like stood out to me about their 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 moment was I think the stereotypical thing to do with a character like Tina is to make her afraid of rejection. Like, oh, I'm afraid he's gonna like reject me. I'm super weird. Blah 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 blah. But no, she like it almost felt like she was confident that she she was gonna say. Like he was going to agree to it. Yeah, it did. Like if it it felt like she had that confidence, but she was more afraid of him not like I said, not living up to the idea that she's created about him, which I thought was was great. It just kind of felt like Tina has this this confidence inside her that I don't feel like we've ever got to see before. It's true. So I will that say I was, was, um, was fun. I actually loved. Don't get me wrong. I love the characters of Jocelyn and um. Oh my god, what's the other one's name? Jo- ah shit. Uh, jo- uh Tammy. Uh, Tammy, Jocelyn, Tammy. I, like I, it. It is great moments when you know, like they like to give a shit. It's funny. But I did like that throughout this movie, literally they're only in one scene when uh, Tammy brings up the fact that a boy gave her his retainer on a chain and asked him uh, to be her summer, uh, his summer girlfriend. And she said, yes, um, I'm sorry, I'm not, I would not say yes to a guy that gave me his used retainer. <laughs> a braid is one thing. That's cute. What Tina was going to do. That was cute. A retainer is just disgusting. That's been in someone's mouth. Yeah, but I mean, but Tammy's freaking weird like that. So I mean, it kind of made sense Tam- for her. Tammy's just an attention whore. That, 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 I feel that's the best <laughs> way to that. describe Tammy. Um, but like I said, I I actually really liked that Tammy and Jocelyn. Kind of like uh, were kind of pushed to the back burner for the movie. Like they are literally yeah. only in that one scene. Like it, then, it felt like all of the. The kids were, other than the Belchers, of course. Yeah, the um, Belchers and Jimmy Jr. Yeah, um, they were in it enough for it to make sense and for it to not be like, oh, like we're just not seeing any of these characters. It's just, yeah, they, they were in it enough for us to be like, oh, okay, like that's where they are, or they're doing something else. Like, like it didn't make me like, like you said, like I'm glad that they included them. But like with the story that they were going with, I wasn't just like, oh, hey, where's Zeke? Where's Rudy? Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like they handled that pretty well. Um, I feel like with this movie, the the true arcs that we were supposed to care about went to Bob and Louise. And throwing yes. Linda in there because she's kind of just Bob's right hand. Yeah, she's his support system. Yeah. Um, out of the two, though, I do feel 
like if we had to give like the story like an A story, B story thing, I think Bob's was the A story with Louise's being the B story. I can agree with that because honestly, if it weren't for Louise finding out that, oh, hey, you know, if your parents don't, if your parents can't open up the restaurant again, you know, earn money and such and such and, you know, be able to pay the bank. Sorry, I thought I saw something floating. It was freaking me out. Um, you know, not being able to pay the bank, basically all of your equipment is going to repossess, going to be repossessed, and there goes your restaurant. And, of course, she doesn't want that, so that leads into her plot with not only proving to that one girl that she is brave, but also saving her family's restaurant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then with with Tina and Jean, I think Tina's would be more like the C story, and then Jean's is like the D story. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. So yeah, but with with Louise, it was it was really interesting to see her see her in a light because like it in or like with with Louise. We are constantly seeing her as a very confident, loud, outspoken character. And we got to see her deal with insecurities. Mm -hmm. And like her insecurities of being called a baby or thinking that things she likes are are childish or whatever you want to say about them. Um, But... And like she's constantly trying to prove herself, like with what you said, and she's pushing forward the plot of Bob's story, which is just great storytelling overall. Like it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Like you're pushing one story ahead while you're also like pushing Luis's story ahead, and. I don't know. I loved it. I I loved how she, when she came to the realization that her perception of the events that happened around her getting her hat weren't how she remembered. Oh, dude, that was such a sweet moment. Oh my gosh, dude. I don't know what it was. It was with, with Bob. Actually, I do know what it was. It was freaking sad. When Bob was talking about his mom and it did that flashback to little little kid Bob holding his mom's hand and just seeing her wearing the pink hat. Dude, I wanted to cry. It was so sweet. <laughs> it so was so sweet. sweet. Gosh, I loved it so much. And then like the realization that Luis had about the hat and just kind of like having an acceptance about it and like I loved it. It, it. We like we just got an origin for the hat. <laughs> yes, and like oh, dude, the scene at the end when she finally does the was it like the the whatever the popular girls told her to do on the jungle gym and her hat falls off and she doesn't freak out about it at all. Even um, <laughs> Mister Fron like completely yeah. loses his shit. Like oh my gosh, who do I need to call? Like get all the puppets. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. Oh, I do I, like that I, they don't actually show her. Oh my gosh, dude! I was—that's exactly what I was just gonna say. I respect them so much for not giving us that. Yeah, 
I don't honestly I don't want it. I, me either. Louise me isn't either. Louise without her hat. I'm sorry. Yep. If if they wanted to give us that on like the the series finale, like I'll accept that. I'll I'll completely accept that. Yeah. But no, if the show's not over, I don't want to see Louise without her hat. Nope. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> they did they did such a good job with that. I'm I'm so glad that they didn't give us that shot. Yeah. They didn't give us that satisfaction. Yeah. I feel I mean, like honestly, that, seen... that wouldn't have been satisfaction to me. Dude, I've seen so many weird. people draw pictures of what Louise would look like without her hat. Oh, I don't want to see those. Like she just basically looks like Linda. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's like we know what she would look like. <laughs> Fair. But it's like we don't want to know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I love how the the origin was like, oh, Linda was just going to make a, a pink hat, but had a lot of extra material. It's <laughs> like, oh, why not add some ears? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, And then getting into Bob's story. Struggling with, like, he... Like, going to the bank to get an extension on his loan payment was and then like just realizing that they could come and confiscate all of his stuff after shitstorm after shitstorm after shitstorm of things happening like first you get a freaking sinkhole into your in your restaurant like just outside your restaurant no one's allowed to like no one can come in and buy stuff so he goes two additional days without selling stuff when he has to make his loan payment and po- and possibly his rent um on the same day like i i, I love the seeing the struggle with that and like linda and bob along with teddy working as a team to basically save the restaurant yeah and i loved when teddy brought the the cart and Bob, like, like Linda's like, oh, hell yes. Like, I'm fully on this bandwagon. And Bob's like, we don't have the proper licensing for this. <laughs> like, we could go to jail. <laughs> Didn't Teddy also just write Bob Burgers instead of Bob's Burgers? On the... Yeah. Okay. Or is either Bob Burgers or Bob's Burger? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was just Bob Burgers. Okay. Um... Oh my gosh, that, like that was so funny, and exactly like the mindset I would be in, like if I, because I mean Bob has to be familiar with like the proper business licenses that he would need and everything, and just oh yeah, him being the one to call it out, like we can't, <laughs> like I love that, I oh so good, and such a good idea too. Like, especially when you lit or are working, like, right next to a freaking theme park like that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I, I, I love that. And then I he... freaking love when they're... Uh... Oh, sorry. No, 
yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I love when they're, you know, selling outside of Wonder Wharf and the guy comes up to order and Linda just jumps in. And she's like, so what you, What brought you over here? Was it me dancing in my uh, hamburger costume? Bob's just like, we're not with her. Linda, if you could just go, you know, stand over there, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I freaking love that. Um. Gosh, we're talking so much about their characters. We're completely forgetting that there was a murder. <laughs> yeah, Cotton Candy Dan. Uh, that that was it was a fun story for them to to tell. Like like really interesting, just kind of added a little bit of like, oh, like intrigue instead of but it's like it wasn't just Bob's like horrible week. True. It, it was also like murder mystery, like oh, who did it, and plot twists, and all this other fun stuff. Did you see the cousin doing it coming, or did that surprise you? Oh, that actually did surprise me a little bit. Like I kind of assumed, like that. later on, like with yeah. the. Okay, well, like when they couldn't find the the banana cufflinks in the the brothers' room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's the brother's name? Felix. Yeah, in Felix's room. So when they were when they were searching through there and like, oh, we can't find him. I was like, eh, I bet you it's Grover. So I mean, I I like that, and and just because Felix is, I mean, he's I wouldn't say he's a series regular. But he is in the series, and Grover was just kind of made up for this. Like, for the say, yeah, you, you, you know exactly which character I was talking about. Um, yeah, so... Gonna, uh, okay. I think that made... It made sense to me. Like, okay, this is their throwaway character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of... Sorry to bring it up again. Uh, the Simpsons movie with uh, Russ Cargill, the head of the uh, PTA... Not PTA... Um, whatever uh, government agency that uh, puts the dome over Springfield. As far as I know, we never see him again uh, after the movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like everyone had like some pretty decent growth in this. Like, and and just like the family unit as a whole, I feel like they all just kind of became a little bit closer than they were at the beginning. I absolutely agree. This one, I'm not quite in the 90s with. I, okay. I, I, am, I am fairly high. Um, I, I personally love the, the development, but I just feel like they just kind of glazed over some s stuff in regards to Bob. Like, I don't think, did Fish Odor ever say anything about not let, or not having uh, Bob and Linda pay rent? Because I did like, not recall anything regarding that. Oh, like, oh, like him letting them slide for a month? Yeah. I think he did. I, you know what? I actually don't even know if they did say it. I mean, it's it's implied. Um, just yeah, because like, they're actually they just able keep to it afford. A maybe? 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, that would make that sounds about right for fish odor. Um, but I would just have to assume that they did because if they were able to pay the bank, there was no, there's no way they would have been able to pay off both because even selling at Wonder War for those couple hours, I don't really think they would have even been able to make that huge of a dent in either of either of the uh, bills. Hmm. Yeah, so I think with that, I'm about maybe an 88. Okay. I might go a little higher than you. I'm going to go an 89. All right, well, that averages our character development score to an 88.5. All right, moving on over to effects. Oh, dude. I don't know how they did it. I mean, this I mean, this is how it was with the Simpsons movie, but I feel actually Bob's Burgers did it better. I'm going to say it. Transitioning their animation into feature film and what they were able to do with their movements, especially in the opening number, uh, Sunny Side of Summer, with them like dancing to the side with the kids like dancing with their backpacks. Oh my god, it looks so freaking good. Dude, like, it looks holy shit. <laughs> I was in like awe for like I'm like, how did you your animation was great to begin with, but you boot you kicked it up to the next level for the movie. And it mm-hmm. was oh my god, it was so good. Like like um there's like there's one problem I have with the animation for the Simpsons movie, and it's that there's one scene where Bart's shirt changes color and it's when he's tumbling down the um the roof it changes from a paler orange back to his regular orange whereas in this you didn't see any of that no no animation hiccups nothing and it looked just so crisp everything was just like i said was just kicked up to an 11 with animation i can't say enough about the freaking animation in this movie it's incredible dude it was so good it was so freaking good. <sighs> I already know my score. I'm going 98. I'm I'm going to match you there. Hell I am yeah. definitely going to match you there. Um, I think my the only complaint I had, and this is such a minor complaint, it with in regards to effects was, I didn't feel like the shadows were like i think the shadows were just a tad too dark like that was my only complaint <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I i can i can get behind that everything else looks so freaking good right oh my god dude when the, and when everyone was dancing like i loved the musical numbers dude is same oh my god uh like okay in in the show, whenever they do have a musical number, I'm just I'm kind of hit and miss with them. Like some, I'm like, ah, okay, like I like that one. Eh, not the biggest fan of this. I loved every single one of these, dude. I can't stop seeing Lucky Ducks. That song <laughs> is stuck in my damn head. Oh well, that oh brings us God. into our music score. My whole thing. And I'm just going to keep true to my my format. My personal music score would be a 10. I freaking love the soundtrack. Okay. 
my my critic brain is going to give it a nine, though. And you know what? Is, I and here's my justification for that. Where the song is good, absolutely. Like, I adored the songs. None of them, like, were extremely catchy to me. Like, they were good. They were super good. But none of them got real, like, stuck in my head. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure it will happen, like, when I, like, re-listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. But during the movie, like, nothing really, like, stuck to me. And it, I, I feel like it's because, like, their songs are more of, like, a musical narration of what's happening. <laughs> That's fair. So it's kind of hard to, like, catch a, catch along to it. Yeah. So that that's my my only thing. I think just because like I can't get um Lucky Ducks out of my head and also the uh beginning song Sunny Side of Summer out of my head. Okay, wait, you know what? Actually, just because I feel like those two I can't stop, you know, thinking about and like I have them on replay whereas the last two, the one that spoils the plot, the evil one, and then Jeans, uh the shake your burger buns one it's good but it's not as catchy as the first two to me so you know i was gonna go a 10 but i feel just because those two aren't as catchy for me i i am gonna have to bring it down to a nine that's fair that is completely reasonable all right next up we got costumes which i mean they didn't do anything groundbreaking with with this they just kind of kept to the the design of the characters from the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, the outfits that Jean's band wore at the end were fantastic, like always. Yeah, those look pretty good. Yeah. Um, shit, I don't... Like, I think I, I'm having to go with an 8 on that one. It's just, well... Okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to go... With what, like, are you, are you, like, at an 8 or a 9? I'd probably say I'm at a 9. At a 9? Yeah. Okay. I'll, because I'm, I'm in between. I'm, like, a really, really strong 8 or a really, really weak 9. So I think I'm just okay. going to go with whatever you do. <laughs> okay. So which is a 9. All right, well, that averages our costumes to a 9 out of 10. Same as our music. Hell yeah. Yeah, um... Yes. I, like, I think the justification for that is the, the Belchers and just basically any of the Bob's Burgers characters have a very distinct silhouette about them. Like, you could tell who they are based off of their silhouette. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy with a nine. All right, last up, we got our own personal scores. You want me to start? Yes. Okay. So, overall, oh my god, this movie delivers. Could, if... if you were hesitant about Bob's Burgers being turned into a movie like almost all like adult animated films have done in the years previous. 
don't be worried at all because literally this is just an extended episode of Bob's Burgers and I feel that's what we always want. At least to me, that's what I always want from these movies. I don't want them to really change the source material and just go like bananas. Um, I think Caleb might make the argument that the Simpsons movie did that, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm Wait, totally did kidding. what? The, the Simpsons movie went a little too bananas. <sighs> A little bit, but within the realm of possibility for for the Simpsons. Okay. Like as um, long as you're 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 keeping true to the the way your show is, mm-hmm. like I, I'm fine with it. Okay. Like I think um, South Park has done it. Like they kept within the realm of possibility. Like yes, they go like freaking nuts and like crazy bonkers with it. But it's all within the realm of possibility of things that have happened in the show. And yeah, with that's true. Bob's Burgers, I think it's the most grounded of all the adult animated shows. Yes, I can absolutely agree with that. Yeah, so it just makes sense that out of all of them, they would have the most grounded show. Yeah. Or movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even Freaking catch dumb. you. I didn't even catch you. Dude, I didn't even catch you saying that. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about it for a second. I'm like, something about what I just said didn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, such a treat. I love this movie to death. It's such a great um, movie to uh, TV show turned into movie. Um, li- barely any complaints. Um, so I'm super high. I just don't know how high. You know, I'm going to go a 93. Wow, surprising. That's higher than what I was going to give it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to be at a 91. I, okay. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Loved it to death. Um... I thought it was such a good time. It just kind of like reignited my love. Like not that it was like gone or whatever, but just kind of reignited my love of uh, Bob's Burgers. And I don't know. It was just a really good time. I found myself laughing out loud and just having like genuine reactions to things where like I was like freaking out just like <gasps> with Louise and the the skeleton and the and the teeth falling in her mouth <laughs> and then like getting like teared up and like getting all the feels with um with the flashback with Bob talking about his mom and just like I I Went through a, a wide range of emotion, which for me is a real clear indicator for a good movie. Like, if it can make you feel shit, like, it's a great movie. <laughs> Damn right. And this was a great movie. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I feel like if you don't watch Bob's Burgers, you can still love this movie. Yeah, I absolutely agree. 
Like there's some things that I feel like you would miss or just like, I think the biggest thing that I feel like, oh, if you're not a fan of the show that you would miss was, um, was the shit with Hugo, the health inspector. That's true. That shit was, was hilarious to me. Yeah. Just because I know who Hugo is. I know the shit that he puts the Belchers through. So just kind of getting that, like, quote-unquote cameo (laughs) was super fun. So, yeah. So I I think we're going to give it a 91. uh, Which averages us out to a 92 for our personal score. (sighs) All right. And then... That actually concludes this week's breakdown. So the final Albro's letter grade for the Bob's Burger movie has come to a A minus. Hell yeah. And a very, very strong A minus at that. That makes me happy. Right? So it is sitting at a... One second. <laughs> Lost it. <laughs> God damn it. Alright, it is sitting at a 92.37%. Oh yeah. Yeah, which... Love it. Funny enough, puts it on the exact same level. Like, Exactly. To like the to a ten thousandth place, <laughs> like it's exactly the same. So the like the the total score is ninety two point three seven five. The only other ninety two point three seven five movie we have is Joker. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So that puts it. Um, I'll do below first. So it puts it below Pulp Fiction, which is at a 92.43. Puts it below Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is at a 92.59. Puts it below Encanto, which is at a 92.81. And it is below Avengers Infinity War, which is at a 92.93. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, exact same level as Joker. Um with that one they they ordered it alphabetically. <laughs> so that's why I'm like needing to specify that this is exactly the same <laughs> score as Joker. Gotcha. <laughs> um all right, but it puts it above A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which is at a 92.31. Puts it above The Eternals, which is at a 92.25. Puts it above Our Friend, which is at a 92.12. Ooh, and puts it above Logan, which is at a 91.81. Damn. Yeah. And then finally puts it above the Batman, which is at a 91.62. So I feel like we're going to catch shit for that. (laughs) 
true, but my at least my argument would be at least, you know, I didn't fall asleep in Bob's Burgers movie. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry. It's a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Batman is a great movie. But it did need to be three hours. They could have yeah, cut some stuff down. It was the longest freaking movie. Um, but honestly, I'm not too upset with its placement. No, like, I, I feel I'm like you can throw a bitch fit all you want about it, but for an animated movie, like it, like not even taking into consideration it being a Bob's Burgers movie, it checks all of the boxes that we touched upon. Like, yes, there's something like. I feel like we didn't try to compare it to the show too much, at least when in regards to um, our scoring. Like True. we did do that, we did do that comparison, but we tried not. I at least I tried not to let that influence my my score. No, I kind of tried to make it like I was a person like that, barely seen any of Bob's Burgers, if not any. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I was, was going into it. Yeah. So, I'm sure that's how the writers are with these types of movies. I would hope so. And if, if they, that's like that's just an attribute to the the score or the writing score being so high. Like yeah. they were able to pull something off that I feel someone who knows nothing about the show could go in and enjoy this movie. Absolutely agree. So, I, I'm not upset with any of the scores. At all. Me neither. Me neither. Yeah, so... That is where it is ranked in our hierarchy. If you guys want to argue about it, um, you can do stuff after I pull it up. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to complain about it, be sure to hit us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And TikTok. We're actually being a lot more consistent about TikTok now. We are. Um, yeah, I'll just search at the All Bros. You can also email us with your complaints at the All Bros channel at gmail.com or go to our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the All Bros, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, and be sure to check out the podcast. We're basically everywhere. Or share the podcast, I guess. Like, if you're listening to this. <laughs> like, we hope that you've checked out other episodes if you're listening to this. Yeah, we, we hope. But be sure to share your share this with your friends, family, loved ones, enemies, shitty cousins. Like, we don't, we don't care. You said that line in yeah, no, right? so long. <laughs> wow. It's, it's like a throwback here. Almost. It's been a while. Yeah. But yeah, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you listen. Um, and yeah. So with that, next week we will finally <laughs> be breaking down the bad guys. Uh, the newest DreamWorks movie? Yeah, so be sure to go watch that movie before next week when we break it down. Or don't and spoil it for yourself. We don't give a shit. 
Um, <laughs> if you weren't interested, I guess we saved you 10 bucks. There you go. Yep. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. So long. What the hell bad. is that? I don't know. Apparently I just hit puberty twice. <laughs> That's what happened. No, I don't want to go back to a high-pitched voice. Ugh.